So again, Michael from the RPG Academy. We're here tonight for Detention Live. Joining me as always is my co-host, Chris. Chris, hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Now that I'm not messing up my audio. <laughs> and then joining us tonight as a special guest co-host is Ian. Ian is one of the co-hosts of the Undercommon, right, Undercommon Taste? Yes. Yes, there we go, uh, podcast. So Ian, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you here. So uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. All right. So uh, Undercommon Taste is a, a TTRPG homebrew discussion podcast. We create and discuss homebrew content. Um, most of what we do is 5e oriented, but we do offer a lot of advice that is just general TTRPG advice. Um, we have we've done a whole big series where we went through all of the different planes of it of existence in D cosmology uh which is really helpful with uh planescape finally coming out <laughs> next year uh so yeah we we managed to wrap it up just in time for that announcement uh but we we also do some other uh more practical hands-on stuff uh our most recent episode we talked about uh incorporating food into mm. your into your TTRPG world, you know, talking about the mechanics of trail rations and malnutrition, and you know uh, how to how to add stuff to your game to incentivize someone to take the chef feat, for example. Oh, nice. uh, how to I've make had a several characters that were chefs by by trade. Uh, I enjoyed that quite a lot. My favorite was a warforged because they couldn't taste food. So they were constantly cooking things and asking other people to try them because they had no idea what they tasted like. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Nice. All right, well, thank you for being here. So if somebody wants to check out your podcast, I assume it's in all the regular places they can, they can find podcasts. Absolutely. We are on all of the major podcast aggregators and a few of the minor ones. Uh, just search under common taste. Um, we are, we also on YouTube. So uh, all of our, whenever we have interviews, all of our interviews, we, do have a live stream of the interview on the Friday night before it releases. And then all of our interviews, all of our episodes release on Wednesdays. Since we came back after episode 100, we have gone to an every other week mm -hmm. schedule. So our most recent episode actually came out today, which is December 12th at the time of recording. Um, we are skipping uh, December 14th, sorry, 14th, not 12th. Um, we're skipping the 28th for Christmas, and then we will be back on Friday, January 6th on our Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash undercommontaste with uh, solo RPG creator uh, Sam Lee for an interview. Okay. So. Yeah, this was actually going to be our last show of the year as well. We're not going to be uh, meeting on the 28th. Uh, and then if someone wants to check out your podcast, they've not, they've not checked it out before, is there a particular episode? Should they go back to episode one? Or is there like, hey, this is a really good example. Of, we got the format down, a great guest. Is there one you'd point people to? I would say probably the, the, the best, most recent one would be episode i believe it's 104 uh we had greg tito and shelly mazanoble from dragon talk on to to promote their their new book welcome to dragon talk and that was a really just great interview um so yeah that would if if you wanted to start with one as a as a fairly recent one so we've got all of our audio hiccups sure yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty much smoothed out by then 
Um, but yeah, that would be, that would be the one I would recommend. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you again for being here. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, so we kick things off here every episode with what we call extracurricular. And we just talk about what we've been up to recently. It's you know usually games we've been playing, books we're reading, movies, TV shows we're watching, but it can really be anything that you feel like straight, you know, sharing with strangers on the internet. So Chris, I'll start with you tonight. What you been up to, buddy? Well, since I have a new computer, I've decided I'm going to play some games that people have told me for years are good. So I've mm. been playing uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh, okay. Yes. Running around as a Sith warrior, trying to crush the Republic. No, this isn't Knights of the Republic. This is the like nope. MMORPG Star Wars thing, right? It, it is, but this guy's not joining anything. I just like mm-hmm. playing the storyline. And I like it because I can jump on and play for a half hour. I can play for a couple hours. Right, um, right. I don't want to lock myself into a guild and have to come in and do raids and all that. I I have too busy of a life. Yeah. Don't and, make it a job. It's not a job. You got to clock in yeah. and get your work done. Yeah. And I have a wife that wouldn't be happy if I just sat down here all night playing games without her Mm. she's okay if she's here with me but without her she gets kind of mad um other than that uh watching willow which will you and i'll talk more about that tomorrow yep uh we also started a new show on netflix it's called you 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 or me just just you just you just you uh it's very creepy Uh, i'm i'm creepy yep it's it the descriptions kind of led me to believe, oh, it's a guy that kind of just uses social media to kind of follow people. Nope. nope. He's a full alt stalker. Falls in love with a girl that he meets once. Kind of stalks her. Then they date. And then just some really dark stuff happens. It's well done. And it's got me intrigued. But I also like some of that dark stuff every now and then. All right. You? No. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> Then the other thing we've been watching, and my wife laughs at me, I'm hooked on these shows. Just the the silly ones Netflix does. Like we watched Love is Blind, Mm -hmm. where a bunch of people get together, they talk to each other through a wall, and then after like four days, they're magically in love and decide to propose to one another. Yeah. And then they spend four weeks trying to figure out do they actually like each other. And I'm (laughs) just so intrigued by that one. Or the other one was uh, The Ultimatum, Marry Me or Not. So one person's giving an ultimatum, they come together, then they all go on these little dates with each other, then they spend like three weeks fake married to somebody else, then they get back with her first and they have to figure out if they're going to get married. It's, I don't know. I just find them hilarious. I mean, if you're enjoying it, it's fine. I will say that my wife is addicted to that Sister Wives show. It's about the polygamous marriage with Cody. It's It's been in the news everywhere. And I tell her. I love you less every time I see you watching that show. And yet she still watches it. So she just doesn't care about me, apparently. Yeah. Well, my wife likes it because I sit there and make just dumb comments and almost mystery science theater it and almost like popcorn at the screen. Like, you're an idiot. Say no to that person. What are you doing? And she just laughs. She's like, why do you keep watching this? And I'm like, it's a train wreck that I want to just make fun of. Right. And I tell her, it's nice to do that after a, a long day at work and just not really have a real thoughts. You're just kind of watching people do what they do on reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, just getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. And it's not that far away. Yep. I know. Kid comes back from college for a few weeks. So it's going to be interesting. Nice. Yeah. I have to wear pants around the house again. 
You don't have to. You don't have to, yeah. Not a big fan when I don't. Uh, yeah. Last time I didn't, he ran up and slapped duct tape in my thigh, so. <laughs> he won. I looked at him and went, well played, sir. You win. <laughs> and it's been a little while taking the duct tape off, so. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Ian, uh, what about you? Again, this can be really be anything you've been up to recently, because Chris and I do this every couple of weeks, so we're usually just kind of filling in right. on what we've done the last couple of weeks, yeah. but uh, feel free to go back as far as you want. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're into right now. Yeah, um, well, right now I am, uh, I'm getting my hours in on the new World Warcraft expansion. Uh, my, my guild has been dead for four expansions and I just, I'm, I'm an officer, so I don't want to leave, <laughs> but, uh, but I also, I don't play often enough to really, uh, feel, I don't really feel like it's appropriate for me to try and recruit because I'm not there to actually fulfill any sort of requirements to, to be a decent officer. Not that anyone else has logged in in three years, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's mostly what I've been doing, uh, game wise. Um, actually the other day I dug out my old copy of, uh, roller coaster tycoon. Mm, the, okay. the, the first one from like, for like windows 98, <laughs> I I had to get uh, an external CD-ROM drive for my computer to actually <laughs> run it. Wow! But uh, it it runs on Windows 10, so I'm I'm happy. Uh, I wonder if you can um, find that on Steam. I I I looked. You can't find the original. Mm-hmm. You can find some of the the newer ones, but the mm-hmm. original I and maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough, but I I didn't find it. Um, and the fact that I have the disc and I could install it from the disc. And the, the, the great part was it asked me to, you know, register my install, right. By calling an 800 number. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just puts it into perspective. I wow. think the game came out in 96 or 97. So yeah, it's, it is definitely a return to my childhood with that one um as for things we're watching uh, i don't really get to watch a whole lot uh my daughter usually steals the tv whenever uh whenever she's awake so lots of bluey mm-hmm. uh i hear that's good though it is it is uh there there are there are definitely worse things she could be watching but but that's that's most of what we get um Whenever my wife and I have a few minutes to ourselves to actually watch anything, um, we've been working our way through uh, the Netflix Sandman mm-hmm. series, that, that first season. Um, it was good. And, and uh, you know, Critical Role season three. We're only 25 episodes behind <laughs> at this point. It's It's hard to watch a four hour episode of a mm-hmm. live stream. It, it really is. Um, but, uh, as for reading stuff, um, the most recent one I finished was, uh, at the mountains of madness, HP mm-hmm. Lovecraft. Um, wasn't really a fan. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Lovecraft's writing. He is terrible at descriptions. That's why everything is unspeakable, unknowable, indescribable horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and to top it all off, he was a 
horrible racist yeah, of a human horrible being. person yeah yeah he was you know there's something about whenever your racist friends tell you tone down the racism you're making us look bad that should give you a clue <laughs> um maybe a little just yeah. just a little bit just a little bit um but the other one the one that i'm working on right now um i have a bunch of old science fiction stuff um, so I have this uh, short story collection, uh, The Feast of St. Dionysus, Robert Silverberg. Mm. The The first story takes place in the distant future of the mid-1990s. Uh, I remember following, following a uh, Following an astronaut who is the sole survivor of the inaugural journey to Mars. <laughs> so... Yeah, we didn't live up to that one either. Missed it by that much. That much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bulk of what I've been doing. Okay. Outside uh, of, you know, audio editing and oh yeah, that sort of thing all the time. Uh so as for me, um to just mention actually I just recently like uh last week started streaming World of or not World of Warcraft, Warcraft because I've never actually played World of Warcraft, but I started playing the original 1994 Warcraft orcs and humans campaign mm-hmm. so i've been streaming the human campaign today i played mission eight and was successful uh, i missed one day because of um schedule stuff so i guess i i usually do like monday through friday like around one o'clock in the afternoon i stream those uh so tomorrow should be mission nine so i'm having a lot of fun with that nice. i have been playing not streaming world of warcraft in warcraft i keep saying world of warcraft <laughs> warcraft <laughs> two um on a PC because I stream off my Mac and I can't get a version of Warcraft two on my Mac. It's, it's windows only. So I'm not sure. Uh, my son's getting a laptop for Christmas. Uh, and if it will run it, I might borrow it and to see if I can use it to stream with, uh, just to get that game out of the way. Cause I'm, I'm just playing it for fun. Like at night, we have a PC in our bedroom. I sit there, play that while the wife watches sister wives. Uh, but I had a lot of fun, actually. Again, that's a game came out when I was in college. Um, I bought my first computer with my own money just so I could play that game. Like my friend had a computer that would run it. I'm like, I got to have that, that computer. So I went to like, it wasn't HH Greg, but it was like an equivalent of that. It was like a name brand, but like three of them. And I spent so much money on this computer. I got a credit card at the store. I mean, I probably put I don't even want to think about how much I paid plus interest because it was, again, I'm sure I was paying like 30% interest on this. It was ridiculous, but I got a computer that would play Warcraft and and that's all I cared about at the time because I was a stupid college student. So anyway, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. And then I just recently broke back out the PS4 uh, Spider-Man game, which is one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. I absolutely just love that game. Uh, but I don't have I don't have a lot of time for video games anymore. That's that's the problem with being just my life is that I'm always editing and recording and scheduling and playing, and so it's hard for me to just sit down and play a game that's not for streaming or for some other purpose. But that game is so good. I'm just and I'm 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 borderline. Do I want to get a PS5 so that I can play the new Spider Man when it comes out? The answer is yes. The question is, will I do it because it's so expensive? And I I bought a PS4 like six years ago just to play the spider-man game whenever it came out and that's literally the only game i have on it like it's it was complete i loved that game but it just wasn't a good financial decision going back to again college buying a computer for warcraft there's a theme there if you want to get into it (laughs) um 
I'm loving Willow. Absolutely loving Willow. It's 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 exactly the right level of silly, irreverent, fun fantasy stuff that I need. I loved Andor, but it was hard to watch. It's very kind of depressing. And I needed something light and fluffy and cotton candy. And Willow is absolutely hitting that for me. Uh, I still do a Smallville podcast. That's my my other big podcast. I do a Smallville show. So I'm constantly watching, rewatching, taking notes and recording Smallville episodes. Um, I'm supposed to record uh, season five, episode 12. If anyone knows Smallville, that's their 100th episode. It's called Reckoning. A really big event happens in that episode. Again, if you're familiar with Smallville, I won't spoil it if you're not. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a big one. And it's also a big milestone. So we're almost halfway through this, the entire series. Um, so that takes up a lot of my time. And uh, what else have I been up to? Oh, I think I mentioned this before. So my life is weird. But I work at part-time at a school in as like a media coordinator. I like write articles in the newspaper. And I'm supposed to be doing the program director for the radio station. But I'm still been a year and I still don't know what I'm doing. So I haven't actually done anything with that yet. Um, but I also work isn't the right word. I volunteer through a, uh, through an organization called AmeriCorps, which is part of the Healthy Minds Alliance organization. And so I teach a class called Youth Mental Health First Aid to basically anyone I can get to take the class. Uh, because I'm grant funded, I, I can do it for free. So this is also a plug. If anyone wants that class, call me or email me because I will teach you for free because I don't get paid for teaching you, but I do have to teach so many people every year uh, and I'm way behind. So anyways, um, I've been talking to that organization like, hey, why don't we do a podcast? So I'm sort of like working for them now, developing an official Healthy Minds Alliance podcast that uh, once I'm done serving as a volunteer, they might if if it goes well and it, everybody likes it, which so far everyone does like the first, I put a couple episodes together as like a tester. Uh, so I might end up being a professional podcaster with Healthy Minds Alliance when this is all said and done. Uh, nice. And that's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it anyways. Might as well get paid for it. It's only been 11 <laughs> years, right? All right. So it's that's enough that for uh, extracurricular. We're going to jump into our first improv game, and this is called 10 Things. And the idea here is we're going to take turns prompting one another to try to come up with a list of 10 things that fit the prompt. Uh, the, the idea of the game is immediacy is more important than accuracy. So coming up with a list quickly is better in terms of how the game works than actually taking your time and thinking of 10 good examples that fit the prompt. Um, Ian, you're the guest, so you get to choose. Do you want to prompt Chris or I first, or would you like to be prompted first? Let's do the be prompted first, just, okay. just to get a feel for it. Right, perfect. All right. So I have a good one. So I will prompt you. You will give the list. You will then prompt Chris, and then Chris will prompt me, and that's kind of how the chain will work. Okay. All right. So you mentioned that your daughter has been watching a lot of Bluey, and you've been mentioning that there's a lot of worse things that she could be watching. So give me 10 things that would be worse for her to watch than Bluey. Oh, dear God. Okay. So uh, there's Ryan's World. There's A for Adley. There's... Two. Three. Anything on YouTube right now. Three. Um, uh, serial killer documentaries. Four. Um, Four. Oh, geez. I'm drawing blanks. Uh, Real Housewives. Uh, Five. <laughs> uh, Sister Wives. Sister Wives, yes. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That. Um, it. Seven. Seven. Uh, see here. What else? What else? What else? Blair Witch. Um, Eight. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. I'm just put on the spot and drawing blanks. Um, things to watch uh coca melon or nope. um nope, uh, that's no. yeah that's nine and um um uh, i'm just 
drawing a complete blank at the moment. It's not, but Great British Bake Off. Yay! Ten. That is, in fact, a list of ten things. That, is a, li- that is a list of ten things. <coughs> that is a list of things. So I, w- I, would was... let her, I would let her watch Great British Bake Off. Just so I love know. Great British. It's like one of my favorite shows to watch. It's like yeah. a balm for my soul. Mm-hmm. All right. So you and I'll prompt Chris to come up with a list of ten things. Okay. Santa's sleigh has crashed into an almost dead shopping mall. Ten things you find in the wreckage. Okay. Uh, reindeer meat. One. Uh, bag of presents. Two. Uh, let's see. Uh, goofy hat. Three. Uh, uh, a harness and reins. Four. Uh, a sled. Five. Uh, a pretzel dog. Six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cinnamon yeah. rolls. Seven. Uh, the bottle of bourbon that Santa was drinking. Eight. Uh, a map to my house. Nine. Poorly drawn. And uh, we'll say uh, Santa's pants. <laughs> that was, in fact, a list of 10 things. I will mention, I actually also watched Violent Night. Have either of you seen or heard of that movie? I've heard of it. I'm waiting to see I it. Haven't, I haven't watched it. How was it? Um, it's a really dumb action movie, but I like dumb action movies. So it was an enjoyable <laughs> dumb action movie. And, I, and this, potential spoilers, I, very light, because I think maybe I'm just dumb. But I didn't quite understand the premise of the movie. I thought it was one thing, and it turned out to be slightly different. Essentially, it's a typical sort of action movie where one person is fighting a bunch of bad guys who've like taken a building, you know, very diehard-ish. Mm-hmm. Except the person is Santa Claus. I thought this meant like a mall cop Santa Claus. No, actual Chris Effin Kringle magic. Mm-hmm reindeer flying that is who that character is so i was confused about that maybe i'm the only one but yes it's mm. actual santa claus fighting against these bad people with guns and such and uh if you're into that it's pretty good yeah that's dumb action so yeah all right so now it's my turn chris give me the prompt please all right uh let's see how about uh 10 foods that every adventurer should take with them um L- lambus bread one craft mac and cheese Two. Uh, one of those straws that purifies water. Three. Bubble gum. Four. A ring pop. Five. Nerds. Six. Rope nerds. Seven. Snickers candy bar. Eight. So you don't get hangry. Um, hard tack. Nine. And stinky cheese. Ten. Yeah, yeah. That was, in fact, a list of ten things. All right. So this is the point of the show where we normally do something we call used books. And that is where we bring on a guest and we have them talk about a campaign that they were a player or a DM in. Uh, We talk about how it went, maybe some good things that we could like take into other games, maybe things that went terrible that we can avoid or try to do differently. But this is our last show of the year. And Ian only knew he was going to be on here about seven minutes ago. So we're not (laughs) going to put him on the spot. And we're just going to take a look back at the year behind us. So this is our year-end show for detention. Uh, So 2022 is in the rearview mirror. 2023 is in front of us. And sort of like a more extended extracurricular, but it's not necessarily games book related. It can just be anything that we're particularly proud of or excited about, you know, for like what happened before and then things we're excited for in the future. Um, I will go first and go quickly because everyone always hears mine all the time. (laughs) A catacon was absolutely amazing. It was a fantastic year. I am happy to report that I have paid the final bill 
and it was only slightly higher than I expected, but I also expected it to be higher than it should have been. And it was, and it was only a little bit more than I had already planned for it to be too high for. So I wasn't terribly upset by how much it was. And I can report that we did make a profit this year. Nice. Uh, now we were carrying some debt from the previous year, so I don't actually have that money, but my credit <laughs> card bill is a lot lower this year going into next year than it was last year going into 2022. Uh, so I consider it just a complete, absolute success. Uh, 2023 in front of me, looking forward to the faculty retreat, which isn't that far away now, mm-hmm. three months away, basically. We're going to get back together in Michigan and play some games with a bunch of people. Next year, Catacon, we're already working on those details, but probably the biggest thing for me is Action 12 Cinema. It's the game I've been working on for a few years. I'm going to take it to Kickstarter uh, February 28th. That's the day the Kickstarter will go live. So if you're into bad action movies, I got a game for you. And it's GM-less. It's zero prep. All you got to do is roll some D12s and tell a silly story with your friends. Cool. Uh, the other big thing I just I would want to talk about is I'm now running a game for my kids. Uh, they have some friends at school. We've actually added some players that, that now that we've started, they kind of want to jump in. So it's starting to grow a little bit. Uh, my kid is running games. They actually, they have a board game club um, at his school and he apparently told him it was close enough. So he ran a one shot for one kid who wanted to play last week at school. He's got a campaign he wants to run for his friends. So I just, I, that, that nerd Papa pride is coming forth where he wants to play games he's asking me for help he's like how do i run a one shot you know it's like this is perfect i love you son and just so excited to sort of share that like um he actually one of the one of the kids in his class that plays in my game has started listening to the podcast so now i'm like oh my god what have i said that my kid's friend is going to hear me say you know 10 years ago when i started i sometimes talk about my kids on here uh, sometimes jokingly, but not flatteringly, you know, type of a thing. So that's going to be some awkward conversations when we get there. Uh, but it absolutely thrills me that I get to play with my kids and I see them leaning into it and wanting to start playing games with their friends. And it's just, I, I truly could not be happier about that. Um, and again, 2023, there's just uh, wide open spaces. Uh, you know, the job that I have, it, paying the bills as far as, you know, it's kind of a weird job, but it, it's working for me. There's some opportunities for me to grow, maybe become this professional podcaster for that company. So I'm, I'm just very excited. I'm going into the, the year end, extremely happy, uh, excited for what's coming. And um, just, you know, again, and I was like, Chris, I, I'm so happy that we get to do the show. I'm so glad that me you too. were able to step in and become the regular co-host. And I, you know, I, you honestly, at this point, you're probably my closest friend. Like, I think I spend more time with you than anyone else in the world uh, other than my family. Just, we do so many different things with detention and other shows and playing, you know, TTS together and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, so I just want to say that I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you being here and giving me your time every other week. And uh, I love you, man. Love you too, man. It's my pleasure. I, uh, it's one of the few shows that I should say shows. It's, it's one of the things that I really look forward to doing. Cause we, I mean, we just chat like, yeah, it's nothing better than just getting together with people and just having a real fun conversation. So yeah, I look forward to it every year. It's actually one of the things I'd already put on my list of things from this year. Oh, nice. That I really liked. So we'll go to Ian next, just because again, people who know us all the time, they probably already know everything <laughs> we're going to say. So Ian, again, 
share as much or as little as you want. You don't have to get personal against whatever you want to share. But is there anything in 2022 that you're particularly proud of or you were excited about? Things you're looking forward to in 2023? Just whatever you want to share with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, you know, 2022 was a was a pretty big year for us uh, at Undercommon Taste. We hit we hit 100 episodes. Um, we uh, <clears throat> the same week we hit 100 episodes, we hit 3000 downloads. So that was nice. that was a big milestone for us. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, we've we've done we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of of stuff up on our Patreon that, you know, different different monsters and stuff that we've created either the two of us my my co-host James and I created together or in collaboration with uh the guests that we have on our show we we have a section called the monster mashup where we roll dice on a random table and on the fly we just throw a monster together based on the die rolls and we've had some absolutely amazing stuff come out of that um for 2023 uh we are looking looking forward to that uh to try and get into a bit more content creation outside of the podcast um because we finally we we decided to shift from a weekly to a bi-weekly podcast so that we would have a bit more time to work on other stuff and so we've right. got we've got a few projects in in mind that we're going to try and work on over the over the next year um some campaign settings some some uh adventure modules um we're considering doing a patrons only podcast episode to fill in our every other week uh try and try and generate a little bit more revenue um because we are not breaking even yet yeah <laughs> good luck i know that yeah. It's tough to do. Uh, I I will I will be happy whenever I, I will be ecstatic if it ever makes enough to pay the hosting fee. Mm-hmm. I, I will I will be ecstatic if we just break even at that point. Uh but other than that, yeah. Um so yeah, uh, another thing that we did in twenty twenty two, we finally got a niche store put together and uh I have currently we have one thing in our itch store. Uh <laughs> I made a module for uh, the game Liminal Horror. We had the creator Goblin Archives on for an interview, and I I created a one shot for that during the uh, Liminal Horror Tales from the Void jam on itch, and uh, I'm real happy with it. Uh, the content, anyway, the layout is kind of amateur. I will admit that it was it was the first time I did real layout in in any sort of software, so. The fact that it actually came together and looked the way it was supposed to whenever I generated the PDF, I'm I'm just gonna say I'm happy with that. So. <laughs> More than I've done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we've we've got a few things done and and uh, got a big plate full of stuff to start digging into come first of the year. Fantastic. Well, best of luck with that. And again, uh, when this goes out audio only, I'll put the show notes together. So links to your podcast and your itch store and anything else you'd like us to link, we'll throw in there and try to make Absolutely, it as easy as yeah. possible for people to find your stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Chris, what about you, buddy? Whew. Um, boy, this has been a busy year for me. Um, you know, I, Quentin went to college. So moving him, you know, 
nine hours north of us. Still in the same state, but nine hours north. Uh, which means I could got... be four states away in that same nine hours. If I yeah. had south and you had north, I think I'll be in Florida by the time you're at the Upper Peninsula. Probably pretty close, but yeah, I mean, they've got more snow than I do. But uh, his school has heated sidewalks. Oh, nice! So I thought it was kind of funny. They're like, "Oh, we have snow." I'm like, yeah, "But you don't have to shovel." <laughs> like I have to shovel and snowblow when we get snow. So uh, it, it's it was a unique experience, you know, because he's. He's been with us for 18 years now. Yep. And to, you know, that first couple of weeks of getting up in the morning and being like, is he up and ready for school? Like you go to your turn to go to his room and you're like, oh, wait, he's not here. Or like for me, the, the first time we went to, you know, scouts without him, you know, I actually looked down the hall. I was like, hey, Quentin, are you not here? I was going to ask if you're ready, but you're, uh, you're not here. So a lot of adjustments with that, but he has adapted amazing i knew he would i mean he joined the ultimate frisbee team and he's running around a field throwing a frisbee around um he's made a bunch of friends up there and you know he's he's making his own little life which is nice um my wife and i talked about it i said you know honey it just it shows that a lot of the decisions we made were right right yeah some were wrong but obviously most of them are right because he's uh getting up at five in the morning to do the rotc stuff where when I went to college, five in the morning was usually about the time you crawl in, right? Yeah, that was bedtime <laughs> for this guy, who started as a biomedical science major and ended up with a communication degree. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say bourbon led me in that direction, but uh, yeah, not going to class did a whole lot of damage to that. So you know that was a big adjustment. Um, Work-wise, you know, I I run a, a pretty large little medical supply company office here in town. And I actually grew the number of staff we needed and set a couple records this year. So I was pretty proud of that, especially since we're in some shortages for some equipment. So we had to get a little creative with, okay, how do I get this equipment to go set it up? So I've driven around the state to find stuff and do different things. So I was, I was pretty proud of that. You know, in the past I've run an office and made some mistakes and, this time when I had a chance, I, I you know, kind of reinvented myself and said I'm going to take a much more positive look at things. And this year especially, it's been for every negative person I run into or negative encounter, I'm going to remember the 10 other positive ones I had around it. And I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to talk about that with my staff and not be like, oh my God, can you believe this customer wanted blah, blah, blah. Instead, it's like, hey, do you see all these awesome people that helped us out today and made life easier? And it really changed how the office is run so mm. i was kind of proud of that uh i did get this year i did actually get four different weekends where i got to wait to just play games you know the two faculty retreats and then i had two others with some other friends i'm looking forward to those next year because mm. those are you know especially the faculty retreats because you know not just you and i get to game but i get to bring my wife she gets to hang out with everybody and everybody's been so great with those retreats like yeah. Hey, what kind of game do you want to play? I want to play a dumb party game. Here's three or four people that want to go play that. Or yep. I want to go play this three-hour game. You get three or four people to go do that. So it's nice to do that. Uh, plus, we get to actually game and not have to run a convention or do any <laughs> right. work. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I, I still would like to get a little bit more role playing in there because that's still my my love. But board games are just so easy, easy. to get in and out yeah. of that. That's I think that's why we default to those more often. But it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if we had like one good RPG session each time too. Like on Saturday morning, like four hours RPG. That that'd be a good thing to have on Saturday. Yeah, I've thought about um, the first Akatacon that I ever went to. I wrote a module. And I've ran it ever since then, multiple times. And this year, I found myself phoning it in. Mm. So my thought was to run it at the faculty retreat and then retire it. Ah, nice, yeah. Or hand it off to somebody else. Go here. Here's my notes. Try to follow them because <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah, good luck. Pretty vague. It's like a Jedi holocron. You have to you know commune with it. Yeah, before you got to figure sense. it out. Um, one big thing, you know, I got the copy of the Dragonlance book you sent me. Uh, super thrilled with it. Uh, it's really inspired me to get back to Dra Dungeons and Dragons, which I haven't played in probably a good year or so. Um, and I also picked up the Dragonlance book. Nice. I said yeah. it a while ago, it's probably the only way that D&D &D will bring me back, thinking that they would never release it. They're, <laughs> uh, we're Forgotten Realms. They did that Fizban book and I was like, oh, are you going to and then they didn't do anything else. And then this gets released. It's like, you, you got me. And I'm sure that it was yeah. all because of me. I'm sure yep, they watched the show and they're like, we got to get that guy. Uh, speaking of other games and stuff, I'm still waiting for my Marvel Zombies. Mm -hmm. Yep. As soon as I get I didn't that, do Wave gonna... 1, though, so I don't think I'm going to get mine until like next June. Uh, I play, I'm pretty sure I did Wave 1. Um, so I, I can't wait to get that and crack it open and start playing. Um, other things I did this year, you know, it, it was, like I said, Quentin left the house. So that actually allowed my wife and I to actually grow a lot closer, mm. which if you told me that, you know, a year ago that you know, we've been married 20 years, how much closer can you guys get? Having more time to each other actually brought us a lot closer. You know, it also made us sometimes notice each other's little quirks and yeah. Kind of like stop doing that, and you know we just kind of make fun of each other for it. Yeah, my my mom retired this year in April, and uh, let's just say that the adjustment period with her being home all day took my dad some getting used to. Because <laughs> you know he he'd been home, you know basically he'd been home by himself all day for the last almost thirty years. Wow. He had the the entire day to himself for almost thirty years, and now suddenly she's not leaving in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, it it took it took a little bit of adjustment for the two of them to to get that dynamic straightened back out. Huh. I'm not sure what I would do with myself if I was home all day alone. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I loved it, it for the two years where I had that, and then the wife's like, "No, you got to go back to work." But yeah, it was pretty good for a couple of years. I'm I'm also a a big introvert, so I I I adore having that time to myself. See, oddly enough, like I don't consider myself a huge extrovert, but doing things like this, or even just when we do like the tabletop simulator, that really does recharge me. It makes me feel better. But if we had 40 people on this chat, I'd be like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just too much for my brain. Yeah. So small groups I'm, I'm really good with. But 
Um, one of the other things I'm looking forward to next year, though, is with a scout. You know, I'm a scout master. I've had a lot of adults step up. They're starting to train in other leadership positions. Hopefully soon somebody will step up and I can train them to be scout master and I can finish with my goal of, of the last few kids that I've known since they were born, getting their Eagle Scout, and then I can step out. Um, and then I'm like 90% convinced to start a new project. I'm not going to name that project's name, <laughs> but there's a chance that I might be having a new project that I'm working on, um, which I might talk with you later, Michael, about you know this project that I'm yeah. potentially going to do. I'm a known, I am known for having a lot of projects that I announce and never finish. So uh, I can help you with that if you would like. Yeah. And if you actually want to do one, I have a couple of those too. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, um, I did want to talk to you too. Um, I've been running that Scooby-Doo Dread mm-hmm. know, for like eight years and I love it. But I'm almost at the part where maybe I need to retire that too. And I ran one time at a Catacon, a Star Wars Dread game hmm. where I had uh, labeled some of the blocks with white stickers and some with uh dark stickers and those represented light side and dark side and you when you randomly put the tower together sometimes you had to pull bricks with with the black stickers on them like yeah. you just couldn't help it and in the game that referenced you having to tap into the dark side to overcome something and then i had the rules that if you pulled a, a brick out that had the black sticker you didn't put it back on top you had to set it to the side which limits how many times you can pull because the more dark side mm-hmm. you have the harder it'd be it, I think it's a really cool idea, but the, the game I ran was pretty awful. I think we should work on a Star Wars one together, like yeah. incorporate those rules and maybe make that my catacomb thing. Because I love that Scooby-Doo, but I've ran it so many times. Kind of like you, I don't really, it just, it doesn't work as well for me anymore because I've done it so many times. So we can talk, we can chat about that offline though, but that's something I wouldn't mind maybe working with you at the faculty yeah. retreat on. be fun. Uh, that's that's all the list of, or the stuff I had on here. Um, <laughs> You know, so it's kind of a busy year at the same time. Still got a lot of things I wanted to do done. Yeah, I got COVID twice, so that was fun. Not at all. I skipped um, it this year. <laughs> well, good for you. Um, you know, I've, just, I've I work in a school so now far. and I have two boys in a school. There's no way around it for us. Yeah, I, I, since I deal with the public all day with people coming in and out, I, I was surprised. But, you know, we've got a lot of infection control stuff we have to do because we do medical supplies. So. Yeah. Before anybody comes in, you got to wash your hands. After you do an appointment, you got to wash your hands. You got to wash down all the tables. And that's been the rules ever since I started, you know, 18 years ago. This is nothing new. Um, just now with COVID, we, you know, you have to ask those questions before they come in for the appointment and make sure, you know, if somebody coughs in the showroom before you bring them in, you're like, we're going to put masks on just in case. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've been we've been fairly lucky so far. I mean, my daughter's had several exposures at daycare, but she hasn't caught it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh we've finally managed to get her vaccinated this year, which is great. Uh and uh so but my my wife finally caught it for the first time last week. Oh no. So so yeah, it's been it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks in our house because she's she's been in quarantine. She was in quarantine all last week and now she's she's going through her she finished her 5 days in quarantine. Now she's doing her 5 days masking and yeah. so that was 3 or 4 weeks ago for me. My wife got it, which is why I had a nice little cut here cuz 
Genius me brought her dinner one day and set it outside the room downstairs. Forgot there's a wall directly behind that door and turned around and went headfirst into it. Oh, man. Fun. Yeah. Which, funniest part of that story, smack into the wall hard enough. I'm bleeding all down my face, cussing and swearing. Wife heard none of it. A <laughs> couple days later, she happens to see me from a distance and go, what's on your head? I'm like, a yeah. band-aid? <laughs> Covering most of my forehead? She's like, why? Well, I go, how did you not hear me hit the wall with my 220 pounds behind my forehead? She's like, I was reading a book. I'm like, must have been a Probably, great audio book. Yeah, had, had earplugs in. Everything. Yeah. So I, we'll throw it out to the audience. We don't really have, I don't think we have anybody watching now, but again, if anyone who's listening to this in the future, either audio or it's once on YouTube. Um, if you have anything you want to share with us, anything you're particularly proud of in 2022, anything you're particularly excited for in 2023, I'd love to hear those from you as well. You can email them at the RPG Academy at Gmail, or you can just leave, you know list them in the, social media posts when we post this on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I like to be excited about things and I would love to be excited about the same things that you're excited about. Uh, but sure. we will move into cryptozoology. Uh, the, I actually almost forgot the, where my fingers been. Oh my God. New York Taylor would have some tables. Uh, so next we're going to do our second improv game. And this is where have my fingers been? And this is a game where we were once again, uh, take turns prompting each other to, kind of make up a scene involving two or more, if you want to get froggy, uh, individuals, uh, just little finger puppets. It helps if it has a beginning, middle, and an end. I usually leave at least one of those out because I think it's funny. Um, Ian, <laughs> you again are the guest, so would you like to go first in terms of giving one of us a prompt for where our fingers have been, or would you like to receive your prompt for where the fingers have been? Uh, let's, let's give this time. Uh, All right, you can choose me or Chris, either one. I guess we'll, we'll go with you, Michael. Um, All right. So I will sing the song. And then after I sing the song, you can give me your prompt. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? All right. So uh, it's two parents. And uh, one of their kids has just informed the other of their kids that Santa is not real. All right. Well, it's happened. You don't you don't mean it. No, not that. Your mind out of gutter. Our Jacob told John that Santa Claus isn't real. That he's not real. Well, I know that and you know that, but the kids aren't supposed to know that. They're 27. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure they've known for a long time and they just they know they keep getting gifts. So they tell us that they believe in Santa Claus, so they get a gift every year. Damn it, I think you're right. And that's where my fingers have been. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. So that means I will prompt Chris, and then Chris will circle the loop back to you, Ian. So, Chris, sing the song, please. Uh, where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? Your fingers are out shoveling snow, wondering why you don't have heated sidewalks. <laughs> God, this is so boring. I know. Just keep working. All right. You know, why don't we get heated sidewalks? Do you know how expensive that is? No. But we'll put it on your card. No. We'll put it on your card. No, yours. No, yours. Ha ha. 
trick question. We have the same card. Mm, I hate it when you're right. Let's put it on Michael's card. <sighs> Good idea. And that's where my fingers have been. <laughs> a, a catacomb will have heated sidewalks this year. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, Chris, so, uh, Ian, you have to sing the song, and All then right. you will get your prompt. So, where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? Ah, you're two adventurers packing for a trip. Did you get the rations? Yes, I got the rations. Where'd you get the rations? <sighs> does it matter? Yes, it matters. Why does it matter? Because last time you got them from Gurgnak. Yeah, and what's wrong with Gurgnak's rations? You do realize that we're human, right? Yeah. And Gurgnak is a kobold? Yeah. And you know what kobolds eat? <sighs> You're right. I'll go get some rations. And that's where my fingers have been. Yay! Yay! Thank you for playing along. New York appreciates it. Okay. So now we will move into cryptozoology. And this is the segment of the show where we talk about a monster, usually from D&D, but not always. Uh, we talk about ways that maybe we have used this monster in the past. We brainstorm some ways we might be able to use this monster in the future. Uh, we hope we can try to come up with maybe some interesting and creative ways to use these creatures. Uh, Ian, so even though it was short notice, you had a monster you wanted to bring to the table. So what are we talking about tonight, sir? All right. So as I have mentioned, one of the things that we do on our podcast is we homebrew monsters. Um, and so last year for Christmas, we did several different uh, creatures from different holiday stories. We had the Nutcracker. Uh, see here, we had the Yule Cat. Uh, the, but the one I brought tonight was Krampus. Uh, Krampus has a is very near and dear in our in our home um my daughter has a little she doesn't have elf on the shelf she has krampus in the corner um and she she absolutely adores krampus this year she took krampus to daycare with her one day and i the, the rule was you can bring him and show him but he has to come home with me i, I can't leave him there and apparently that and that evening uh the head of daycare called me and said yeah um can you please not bring him back because <laughs> apparently one of the kids had told another one of the kids that you were naughty and Krampus is going to put you in a sack and take you away. And that kid had a whole big meltdown with his mom when she came to pick him up, uh, thinking that Krampus was going to come and steal him away. And like, she wanted her, she wanted daycare to call the police and is like, <laughs> like, this is why your kid is bad, okay? This right, is why yeah. your kid is the troublemaker. Anyway, um, so for anyone who is unfamiliar with Krampus, Krampus is basically Santa Claus's right hand in a lot of German Christmas traditions. Um, you end up having uh, Krampusnacht, which is the night of December 5th. And then you have Nikolaus Tag, St. Nicholas Day, on December 6th, where, you know, overnight the kids will leave their shoes out and they'll put, like, oranges and chocolates in the shoes. And it's it's the where the origins of hanging up your stocking to get presents in your stocking comes from. Um, Krampus is probably the least problematic of the different traditions of uh, Santa's uh, compatriot. 
uh, the one from the region that my the region of Germany my mother's from is uh, Schwarzapeda or Black Peter. And you can imagine why that's a problem, because uh, Black Peter is a Spanish Moor, which usually means someone walking around in blackface. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the tradition with that was if you were bad, Schwarzapeda would pick you up and stuff you in the sack and take you back to Spain and make you work in the coal mines. Mm, yeah. And and there's there's lots of heavy racism going on involved with all of that. So we're we're getting away from him. Uh Krampus Krampus tends to be because Krampus is the one that is an otherworldly creature. He is, you know, kind of a monstrous being. He is ironically the safest option <laughs> of all the dramatic traditions surrounding this. Um Oof. But yeah, so so the, basically his whole thing is if you're naughty, he whips you with birch switches. And if you're really, really naughty, he sticks you in a snack in a stack. He sticks you in a sack to eat you later. Mm. To snack on you later. Right, right, yeah. Um as, but, you but, as you do, you know, you eat naughty children. That's <laughs> another great German pastime. Yeah. I mean you've You've read the original Grimm's fairy tales, right? They're all some of them. Yes, <laughs> they're all about, about like that. Yeah. So, so Krampus was one of the one of the monsters that we made for last year. Um, whenever we made him, we made him a fiend, a, a devil. Um, looking back and thinking on it a little bit more, if we were to redo him, I would probably make him fae. I would probably make him an arch fae instead. Okay. Um, it just. He he has that insidious streak to him, but it doesn't feel like it's evil, right? It it just you know there there are certain criteria you have to meet, and if you meet those criteria, Krampus can't touch you. It's sort of like a weird bargain situation. Like yeah. if you're good, you are immune, but if you're bad, then you have violated the terms of the bargain, and therefore I'm owed your service or soul or your 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 sweet child flesh that's exactly (laughs) yeah yeah and so so it it's almost more like he's almost lawful evil in a way if you put it in like a role-playing term and not so much right yeah evil and and that's and that's where that's where we set his alignment we we made him a devil as opposed to a demon um and so he has his own little domain on the, I think the seventh layer, seventh layer of hell. I think it's uh, where he, that was one of the frozen ones. And uh, he, he has his, uh, his sack, which basically works the same way as uh, an astral dreadnoughts dungeon, only that it is a snow globe instead of a 300 foot, featureless cube that that is its own demiplane and so whenever you get put into the st- put into the sack you end up going into the demiplane hmm. Hmm. so i have never used krampus um in any of my games so i can't rely on any of that chris have you ever used krampus or even just any sort of holiday themed adventure that you can think of I 
haven't. Um, it does remind me in the Dresden Files books, they have Krampus, and you said a fae. That's exactly yeah. what he is. He's a fae in there, and he does work with St. Nick. They, you know, they tied a lot of the lore into it. Uh, he's a little more powerful than just your average fae. Uh, you know, that popped out at me. I, I've never really done a holiday-themed game, other than a Star Wars Life Day. But yeah, we talked. I, I think we talked about that last time, but we hadn't really done that. So, but the only thing I can think of here, like the first thing that came to my mind, because I read, you sent me the PDF. To, thank you. Uh, and you mentioned again, the, you put them in the sack and then they basically get put in this snow globe dimming plane until later. It's like a holding place is that there is either something or someone that gets put in there. Um, you know, obviously a child might be the easy answer, but I'm thinking maybe the child was holding something and now there's like a magic ring or something that, 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 that's what we're particularly after. And we have to find a way to get in and out of that Demi plane. That's, that's the adventure. It's not killing Krampus or defeating Krampus. It's how do we get in and out of his magical sack? Sounds dirtier than a minute without <laughs> him yeah. realizing that we were there. Uh, and then of course, then you have the whole globe full of naughty children that you like, do you just let them be eaten or do you try to save them? That's, you know, that that's for the players to decide. But I think I would design the adventure around trying to get in and out without being um, made like without notifying the Krampus that, that we were there type of thing. See, playing off what you just said, what if the Krampus has kidnapped, um, like Damien from the Omen, like this is the child that's supposed to destroy the world and he's holding him in that snow globe is kind of like a prison and now the players free this. They're like, oh, the mm. Krampus is evil. Oh, wait, that was worse. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we should have done our research. You know, I I like to do things like, things like that to players who are just kick the door down and kill everything and then it's like, Smack, there's consequences. <laughs> think about your actions and do right. your research a little bit. Uh, just because I think that's kind of fun to do sometimes. No, that's going to take there's, the right table. Yeah, of course. And with, with all things. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of stories about like St. Nick needs help and like players or characters are just in stories. Characters have to step up and help St. Nick complete their mission so that all the good boys and girls get toys. What if there's a version where Krampus like gets a hamstring issue and like <laughs> you have to step up and you have to fulfill Krampus's duties uh, or, you know, there's, there's some cosmic balance thing where if Krampus doesn't do what they're supposed to do. It makes things much worse. So then you have to like start going around and I don't know if I want to finish that sentence. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm thinking about that. Maybe that's possible. You know, yeah, again, keeping the balance of the world. Mm -hmm. I think the, the one that we actually came up with whenever we were talking about this during the episode when we presented it was uh, basically Krampus has snatched a kid and his parents want you to get the kid back. Mm -hmm. that, that I mean, that's that's the the obvious first go to. Uh, which which probably means that it wouldn't make for a really compelling story without throwing a few screwballs in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but. But yeah, that, that's that's the first place that my brain goes. Or you maybe have something where Santa Claus and Krampus get their sacks intertwined again. Sounds great. <laughs> and so Santa is trying to deliver presents, but 
things keep falling in there and grandpa's trying to steal kids but he keeps giving them presents and it's just like this whole screwball comedy thing where you've got to like get the the sacks to the right place still sounds dirty (laughs) or i I, playing off what ian was saying what if you're hired by like a king to go rescue you know their son you rescue him to find out it's not really their son it's the son of the rival king and you've just thrown off the balance between the two cities so yes you did a good thing by slaying krampus and rescuing these children but you didn't know that there was an ulterior motive behind it again those are the games i like to run where the players until they're higher level are really pawns of you know more powerful beings Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a couple of instances in media like particularly i'm thinking like there's a justice league unlimited cartoon um episode where all the superheroes turn into kids and like they have to be you know taken care of as like babies and, and children so maybe there's something there it's sort of like one of those uh careful what you wish for it's like a holiday time all the characters are just hold up some you know village somewhere and there's some ritual that happens that turns them into kids for the night you know like a a, yeah. a gin or something but then because they are now technically less than 18 years old they've crossed the threshold maybe only some of them are there and now krampus is like oh you've definitely been like you know you got some murder hobos uh so maybe those are the ones that get turned into 17 year olds and they're thinking oh this is sweet i'm 17 i'm in my prime for the night and then nope now krampus is after you and you just have to avoid him until that would be fun till midnight and then the the whatever is your you know, you'll turn 18 or something like that. So it's, it's not fighting Krampus. It's almost like a home alone style. Can we avoid Krampus for 12 hours so that we survive type of the thing? It's, it's, it's kind of like that, uh, the game, uh, alien isolation where you're just trying to avoid the xenomorph. I'm not familiar, but I mean, I, I grasp the concept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the bulk of alien iso- isolation is, uh, Hiding in places whenever the xenomorph shows up because 99 times out of 100, you lack the firepower to actually fight the xenomorph. Right. And so if the xenomorph finds you, it will eat you. And so, yeah, that that would be an interesting game where, you know, basically you'll revert back to your normal age when the sun comes up. Mm. Good luck getting to sunrise. Right. Yep. <laughs> that could be a good it's, dread it's a- game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that oh, actually yeah. could be a fun dread, dread game. Yeah, if the tower falls on you, then you were caught by Krampus, and then you go. The rest of the characters keep going. Someone survives because then that could be the second half. Is if as long as one person survives, then they have a year. We'll, we'll play with the mythology a little bit to then go into and try to rescue your friends before they're eaten, type of a thing. <laughs> All right. So I could have, I could definitely have some fun with that. So as always, we'll throw it out to the audience. If you have had any experience with the Krampus or if any of the ideas that we sort of brainstorm stuck with you and you end up running an adventure or you, you know, you bounce off of something we said and go in a different direction, I still would like, you know, for you to share that with us. You can email the show again, the RPG Academy at Gmail or tag us in any of our social media posts. Uh, so we're going to wrap up the show as we always do with our audience Q&A. I don't think we have anybody watching, but we do have one question that we always ask all of our guests the first time they're on. So if I will give there an opportunity for questions to come in in case someone is watching and my numbers just aren't accurate. Um, and we also know there's a little bit of a delay 
So while we're waiting to see if questions will come in, we'll go one more time around the horn. Everybody can give their socials and plug anything they would like. So Ian, we will start with you. Once again, where can people uh, hang out with you, find you online? And if you want to send them again to a specific episode, please do. Uh, we do have Sumki here. He's actually hanging out with us. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. All right. So we are still on the burning husk of Twitter. Uh, we have we have not abandoned ship yet. Uh, you can find us at UCT Homebrew. Um, we are also on. I've gone over to Mastodon. We're at at Undercommon Taste at Dice dot Camp. That's where we are at Mastodon. I haven't done a whole lot over there because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It it is a it is a big culture shock going from Twitter to Mastodon. I'm just double posting. I'm on Mastodon as the same Dice Camp as well. As whatever I post on Twitter, I post on Mastodon. So right now it's just double dipping, I guess. My 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 thing is remembering to go and put it on Mastodon. <laughs> Yeah, because because I'm not used to it, um, but we're also on all of the regular socials, you know, in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, just search Undercommon Taste. Um, we are on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/UndercommonTaste. That's where all of our all of our write ups go. Most of them are free. So uh, if you wanted to go and help support our show a little bit, you can go over there, become a patron, get access to a couple of our. Um, our patron exclusive things. We, I did a whole write up on uh, the different she courts to get some high level fake creatures for fifth edition. Nice. Uh, that's available there. Uh, we have a discord. I'll get you a link to our discord uh, for anyone who might want to join us and just chat with us. Um, as I mentioned, we have an itch store under common taste.itch.io. Uh, Right now, we just have one thing on there, but it is Beneath the Lake, which is an adventure module for liminal horror. Um, basically, the TVA flooded a town, which sealed away an elder evil, and then they had to drain the lake. And so now he is exposed. And so all of the how to keep the elder evil from escaping. <laughs> So that that's the 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 premise of of that particular uh, adventure. So, and that's I think that's just about everything for okay. us. Yeah, well, I appreciate uh, you. Can, you can you can find our podcast anywhere on all the all the major podcast aggregators. So just search under common taste. Okay. Again, there'll be links in the show notes to all that. And it looks like Foxblade is also with us. So it's weird. My counts weren't showing that anybody was watching, but we had at least a couple people. So I do appreciate both of you hanging out. If anyone else is lurking. I, lurkers are fine i just my numbers showed zero so i didn't think anybody was watching uh chris where can people find you on the interwebs uh, i'm also on twitter uh burlu underscore chris i shouldn't say mostly i don't post much i read a lot of stuff but uh i have a hard time with people's negative comments and i just choose not to post a lot of times i send a lot of silly little personal messages back and forth to people especially when i find something funny um just because i don't want to deal with the negative stuff like I said, I've, I've really turned this whole thing into in my life this last couple of years into just focusing on positive things. But if you follow me, I usually follow people back, shoot you know messages out to me. I'll respond. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to me on the Redemption Podcast, wrapping up uh, season eight, ten, whatever we're on. I can't remember. It's been eight years now. I think <laughs> something like that. Time flies. Absolutely. Uh, so as for myself, again, you can find mostly almost everything I do at the RPG Academy. Uh, pretty much anywhere you search that, it should be me. Again, I am on Mastodon, but I really I haven't done a whole lot with it. I did, you know, I did do some just 
throw out some D&D tips and got some people interacting. And, and that's what I enjoy. That's why I, I like Twitter still um, is that I can just like organically find people and, you know, throw out a comment and then get in a conversation and interact with people. Cause I still enjoy that. Again, almost everybody I know in the world at this point, I know from Twitter, like I, all my friends are from Twitter because of the podcast or because of mm. you know that this, that, or the other. So I still value Twitter, but it does worry me that it might fall apart at some point in time. Uh, if you like Smallville, I'm doing a Smallville rewatch podcast. I'm we're in the middle of season five right now. As far as recording, we started releasing season five a few weeks ago. It's called farm to fable. Um, and then, you know, you can follow me there. Uh, but I think pretty much anybody who's listening to this knows who I am, so I can stop there. All right, so we, we do have a couple people watching. Again, thank you, Sunkey. Thank you, Foxblade. But no questions, but we do have the one question we always ask everybody. So unless a question comes in, we will do that tonight. So Ian, imagine that you are being turned into an action figure, not like your physical body is being transformed into one, but that they're going to make you an action, action figure out of you. What are the three accessories that are going to come in your package? Three accessories that are going to come in my package. Yes. Um, let's see here. Mainly because I have been having to do a lot of home improvement projects lately uh, because my house is falling down around me. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a hammer, an extension ladder, and. A pair of lineman's pliers. Nice. So a whole construction themed yeah. sort of thing. Construction set. That'll that'll be the play set that comes with it too. It's like a wall that falls down and like you have to put like, a roof that leaks. drywall yeah. slaps <laughs> snaps into place type of thing. Yeah, I spent all day today dealing with roofing contractors and stuff because the roof's leaking and it's been raining for the last two weeks. I mean that's Fine. the thing is like you you don't know you you don't realize it's raining or it's leaking till you get a lot of rain and then it's like oh god it's there's a lot of rain and we have a leaky roof it just usually comes together like that unfortunately well, the, and the thing was I thought I had fixed it I thought I thought that I had found where it was where it was leaking and sealed it and fixed it and then two weeks of rain demonstrated that no no you have not yeah uh, I had a my first house that we bought up in Cleveland we had that and again not getting too far in it but it's sometimes hard to find where it's leaking because the water will pool and move so mm -hmm. where you see it does not mean that's where it's coming from and well, i can i can actually see from the underside of the roof in the attic exactly ah. where it's coming in so we do at least have that all right nice. well you know thank you for being here it was really nice to get to to meet you this is the first time we've ever actually really met other than a couple of things on discord um, i hope you had a good time hopefully you'll oh, yeah. consider coming back uh, for anyone watching now or in the future again we do this basically every other week on wednesdays except we're not going to do it in two weeks because of the holidays. So it'll be into January before you see this again. Uh, but I hope you had a good time and hopefully we'll see you in the new year. And so with that, we'll just say, as we always do, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Doing it right. Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye everybody. Night. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate or not. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. 
If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.